Hey, come on in, come on in, and welcome to Entrepreneurs Can Party. Let me show you around. This is an entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, and those aspiring to be so. The aim is to introduce you to inspiring, like-minded people who are doing what they love every single day and having so much fun in the process. You see, business can and should be fun. You'll have the opportunity to hear their stories, be given tools and advice to succeed, and to taste what is possible when you think and dream bigger. Me? (laughs) I'm your host, Scott Stockdale, and I'll be learning just as much as you as I show you around. It's my job as a fellow entrepreneur to tease out their habits, routines, successes, failures, favourite resources, books, etc, etc. All that good stuff. Alrighty, make yourself at home, grab yourself a drink, and let's get this party started. Hey, hey, or welcome to episode 11 of Entrepreneurs Can Party. I'm your host, Scott Stockdale, and on today's show, I'm going to be discussing with you financial runways and what they entail. And actually, I recorded this piece of content probably a few weeks ago now, before obviously the whole situation has changed with regards to Corona. And I suppose it's actually quite an apt episode to put out now. So hopefully, it's going to be of value to you. I've kind of deliberately avoided the C words because I'm sure we're all fed up with hearing about it in the news and social media, etc, etc. But obviously I don't want to kind of completely ignore that it's happening. So, you know, this is me kind of acknowledging that I know it's a thing and I'm deliberately kind of avoiding it um, because I think it's important to kind of talk about other things which Uh, you know, try and kind of continue as normal or as normal as we can. Um, So before, yeah, kind of jumping in, before we kind of jump into that episode, a couple of of announcements. So first of those is a review which has come through this week, which has made me smile so, so much after reading it. It comes from my most recent guest, Zoe, Zoe Elmore, who appeared in episode 10. So if you didn't get a chance to check that one out, all about manifesting your dreams and your dream life. Great episode. We talk about all sorts of good stuff. And uh, and Zoe wrote, such an amazing opportunity for entrepreneurs to share their experience and inspire others. Scott holds space for his guests in an approachable and calm manner. He's truly invested and believes in his guests and continues to support them outside of the podcast. Anyone who has the pleasure of joining Scott on his podcast is a lucky ducky. That is lovely. Thank you so, so much, Zoe. It really does mean a lot. And yes, it made me smile immensely when I read it for the first time this morning. And the other thing I wanted to uh, touch on today is, yeah, amidst all this kind of uncertainty that's going on and we all need a bit of a pickup. So in that sense, what I am doing today, what I'm launching today is a competition where you can win a year's supply of Netflix on me Yes, you can browse your or watch as many videos as you want through Netflix and I'm going to be paying that for you for one very lucky person. Dead easy to enter as well. All you need to do is rate and review Entrepreneurs Can Party on Apple Podcasts. That's it. Easy as that. And I will automatically enter you into the prize draw, which will take place on the 30th of April uh, this month. So if you want to get involved with that and you want to potentially win a year's supply of Netflix on me, simply rate and review Entrepreneurs Can Party on Apple Podcasts. If you're an Android user, this has popped up a few times in my Instagram st- uh, messages. Yeah, if you're a Android user and you can't uh, subscribe or rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you let me know that you're subscribed on Spotify or wherever else you listen to your podcasts, I will be sure to add your name to the draw because I don't want to punish those who haven't got an Apple 
device or can't get on the Apple Podcasts, etc. So yes, let me know if that is you. And if you would like a couple of bonus entries, so potentially get, get three entries, increase your chances of winning this lovely prize, then to do that, if you tag me in an Instagram post or story which kind of promotes your favourite episode that you've listened to so far on Entrepreneurs Can Party, then I will also give you those two extra entries to increase your chances of winning and giving you three entries in total. Hopefully that all makes sense. Like I say, the draw will take place on the 30th of April and of course I will tag the person in the relevant social media form so that they can see they have won this lovely prize. And hopefully it'll be a nice little pickup for at least one of you. So hopefully that all makes sense. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot me a message on uh, social media. You can find me at Entrepreneurs Can Party or you can email me at scott at entrepreneurscanparty.com. Alrighty, without further ado, let's jump into today's show. Okay, so in today's episode, yeah, we're talking all about financial runways. And if you've never heard of this term before, let's address that. So what do I mean by a financial runway? Essentially, it's this. So imagine you are the pilot of a plane, you know, you're in the cockpit, and ahead of you through the glass, you can see a runway, a strip of concrete. And obviously that concrete only stretches so far before it hits maybe a hedge or a field or an ocean. And you've got to be able to take this plane into the air. You know, it's got to take off before you run out of runway. And if we translate this idea into finances, what it means is if you are wanting to commit to a entrepreneurial endeavor or your own business or your own creative projects full time, then you've got to have that runway ahead of you, that metaphorical runway ahead of you. And that metaphorical runway, it's quite hard to say, that metaphorical runway is your savings or at least the money behind you that isn't dependent on, you know, you working a nine to five or other streams of income coming in. It is that money that already exists for you. It might be savings, it might be investments, whatever. So if you are thinking about this, like, okay, how can I transition into my own creative project full-time or into my own business full-time, no longer have it as a side hustle, then this idea of having those savings lined up so you know how long you've got before you run out of money becomes really important. And the reason I wanted to discuss it today was because it is a theme which has popped up numerous times with conversations I've had already on Entrepreneurs Can Party with various guests. And I suppose there's two different approaches to this. So the first one in terms of how to transition into your nine to five would be to actually fully commit to it, you know, without any repercussions in terms of you're just going to commit to it, quit your job and put all your money into it, all your time into it. And obviously this is a ploy which works for some people but doesn't work for other people. The reason I suppose it works for some people is because some people work on this idea of fear and actually it motivates them. And knowing that they're going to run out of money in say three or four months is a real powerful driver for them to actually do the work they need to do in order to bring in some money from their business. So yeah, that's one way you can get you can kind of approach it. You can jump straight into your creative project. You can ditch your nine to five job or the job that you don't enjoy doing, and yeah, really focus on that passion of yours, which you you can hopefully monetize and uh, pay the bills. <laughs> the other approach, which is the one I am taking, is not to say that it's the right approach. It's just the right approach for me. 
and that is to actually build something on the side whilst working a nine to five and then slowly transition out of it once you feel you're able to take that leap. So in other words, have a product or service that you're building alongside your nine to five or build that client base if you're providing services to clients. And then once you feel comfortable that you've got the right resources, you've got the right clients, you've got the right products and services in place, you can then take that plunge and actually leave your nine to five or leave your day job and actually fully commit to your business. Pros and cons of each, I suppose. So the first one where you're just jumping straight into it full time is what I kind of alluded to before. Is that it's a bit more risky? You know, you don't know if it's going to work and you might run out of money before you can actually see it take off. And this is where I'm going to kind of park the idea of financial runways to, for one second, but we're going to come back to it very shortly. So just picture that you might run out of money, but by committing to this first this first method of actually jumping straight into it, but potentially the pro is that you might get there a bit quicker. So if you're past or you're pressed for time and you're really impatient and you actually want to see your business get off the ground as soon as possible, then you're probably going to want to actually commit as much time and energy and money to it as possible. The reason you might want to do that is because maybe you've spotted an opportunity in a particular industry which you don't feel exists at the moment and you want to kind of have that first mover advantage and actually jump straight into it before anyone else sees that opportunity. So that's why time might become important. For most people, the second option It is less risky in the sense that you've already got that paycheck coming in from your nine to five. So you might not necessarily depend on that money from your side hustle to actually sustain you and pay your bills. However, it might take longer. So if you are impatient, this might be an issue. But I would say if you're like me and you're slightly more risk averse and you don't necessarily want to run out of money or you don't feel like you want to have that kind of that ticking time bomb of money savings kind of dwindling away, then the second option of actually building something on the side might be more appropriate. And I said I'd kind of park that idea of financial runways to the side because I kind of explained, I suppose, in loose terms what it was. You know, when you're thinking about you're in a cockpit and you're a pilot and you've got that runway ahead of you. And in financial terms, it's essentially how much money have you got behind you before you run out of runway and you run out of savings. You know, if you're committing to your your side hustle full time, how much money have you got in the bank to be able to fully commit to this? How many months of savings do you have before you run out of money and need to get another job? And there's ways you can think about this. So one of those ways is assess what level of savings you've got already in the bank. So just tally it up and let's stick some numbers to this. So let's say you've got a thousand pounds in the bank that's yours, you know, it's just sitting there waiting for you to use. Say you've got that, and say your monthly expenses are £500 a month. So if that's the case, then you can do a quick bit of maths and say, okay, uh, you've got 1000 divide that by 500 you've got two months of savings behind you, and that would be two months before you kind of run out of money completely and need to get another job. Maybe let's say, okay, instead of £1,000, you've got £6,000 behind you, and let's say instead of it being £500 a month that it costs you each month to survive, pay bills, etc. Let's say it costs you a bit more. Maybe you're living in a city. Maybe you've got uh, you've got a car or you've got children or stuff like that to kind of consider. Then maybe let's say your monthly expenses are two thousand pounds. If that is the case, again you do the quick maths. Six thousand divided by two thousand gives you three months of savings. So 
what I encourage you to do if you're thinking about taking either approach, you know, the first approach of actually jumping to, into your full-time creative project, full-time, exactly that, or you're thinking about building it on the side, maybe taking that kind of slightly less risky approach, then yeah, do that quick calculation. What are your monthly expenses? How much money have you got saved up already? And then you can work out, okay, this is the length of time I have in months or weeks or however you want to do it before you run out of money. And if you're not sure about what your monthly expenses are, track them, budget them, calculate them. Ways you can do this, what I like to do is use an app, which I'll link in the show notes, called I Save Money. And essentially this allows me to uh, put how much income I've got coming in each month and then what my expenses are based on different categories. So for example, I've got a food category, which I allocate a certain amount of budget to. I've got a kind of electric, gas bill, that sort of stuff. That's another category, another category for my car expenses. You get the idea. So different categories, and then you can, yeah, track how much you are spending each month. And the great thing about the app is it allows you to track your expenses over many months. So for example, you're not just getting a one month hit, which might be not particularly realistic or it might not represent what your expenses are because you might have a really expensive month or you might have a really kind of uh, efficient month and you're not spending that much money. So it allows you to average out those months over time. If that doesn't make any sense, then I'd yeah, have a tinker with the app, start tracking your savings, and then hopefully you'll be able to assess what your level, your financial runway is if you're wanting to or thinking about jumping into your own creative project. And the reason I've kind of alluded to it before, that a few guests have spoken about this. One prominent guest who I haven't actually had on the podcast yet, but I'm hoping to in the future, and I had a chat with him a few months ago. A man called JLD, John Lee Dumas, he is a very successful entrepreneur and podcaster. And he said that before his business really took off, he had nine months of zero revenue, like no money was coming in. But obviously he was spending a lot of money. And the reason it wasn't too much of an issue for him is because prior to jumping into his business full time, he'd served in the military and he had various other businesses and corporate jobs. And essentially he'd calculated he had about two years of financial runway to really commit to his podcast and actually late taking it off the ground. So that's two years of spending money on normal expenses, spending money on investing in the podcast and still not running out of money, you know, not having to jump into another nine to five job. And obviously doing that really takes the pressure off. If you've got a really long runway, then you don't have to panic, you don't have to rush in that takeoff phase. You can take, in John's case, two years, uh, maybe you've got six months, maybe you've got a year, however long you feel you've got, then the longer the better, obviously. So yeah, that was one example that really kind of brought it home for me. And I have tried to think about this in my own life, like, okay, if I was to commit to the podcast full time, which I would love to do in the future, but not right now, if I was to do that now, what level of savings would I feel comfortable kind of doing for this? And I think I would like to have at least a year worth of savings behind me, you know, without any other money coming in, which I don't currently kind of have. So that was my thinking. That's why I'm trying to go down the approach of building on the side. But just a few ideas kind of spitballing here with you to consider. And I'm going to leave it there. I don't feel like it's necessary to really 
uh, stretch this episode out as you know too much longer. But I hope you have found some of these ideas useful, and maybe you will consider your own financial runway if you are thinking about jumping into your own business full-time, which would be very exciting. If you are, I'd love to hear it, so you can shoot me a message. I'm on social at Entrepreneurs Can Party, or you can email me if you've got any particular questions or anything you'd like me to clarify, scott at entrepreneurscanparty.com. Alrighty, thank you so much for listening. Really is massively appreciated. And until next time, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and I'll speak again very, very soon. Do take care. Hey, hey, it's only me again. And before you go, I've got a very quick question for you. Would you like to make 2020 your best year yet? Okay, so hopefully that's a no-brainer. And to help you to the same, I've put together my annual blueprint and strategic life plan, which is totally free for you to download today. It's broken down into nine sections and features 96 thought-provoking questions, all of which are aimed to seek clarity about the things you want and to help you make that happen. If you'd like to get your hands on my free 25-page document, visit scottstockdale.co.uk. That's scottstockdale.co.uk.